Welcome to the front porch with Lauren Mohor. I'd like to welcome today's guest and Pointer Rentals Global HR and Payroll Manager, Sarah Wilhite. Sarah, welcome to the front porch. Well, thank you, Lauren, for letting me be a part of this. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate it. Uh huh. Um, I didn't realize you were global HR. I am. How? So. How? <laughs> how do you do that? <laughs> well, you oversee the global HR payroll and benefits for uh, all of our locations. So okay. U.S., U.K., Australia, et cetera. Uh-huh. And you become global. Okay. Had you ever done HR? I guess I'm getting ahead of myself. I'll get into the initial questions first. Sure. Um, so, yeah, let's start with the basics. Who are you? Where are you from? Um, and then I'll ask some other questions there. Sure. So my name is Sarah Wilhite. I have been in HR for um, a while now. I'm not going to say how long, but um, for a while now. And I'm actually local. So I born and, was born and raised in Arlington and Grand Prairie, so I didn't stray too far. And that's kind of me. Okay. Sweet. That's great. Yeah. Um, Brian was looking on your LinkedIn about section just because he likes to do that before podcasts. Um, and it just says... P-H-R-S-H-R-M-C-P and I-M-P-A-S-C-P. <laughs> I was so excited to see how you were going to read that. I mean, I could have said sherm kip and ipma sikapa Yeah, you know, you'd be close. So, um, <laughs> What do those mean? Sure. So PHR is a certification that's handed out by an institution called HRCI, which is the Human Resources Certification Institution. Uh And it means that I have met a series of tests and successfully passed and kept that certification. And it just stands for Professional and Human Resources. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of one of our certifications that we have in HR that proves you know what you're doing. And that's a way to prove it. So you've got the, 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 you know, educational side, but now you actually have the practical side and the legal side. And then a SHRM CP is the Society of Human Resource Management Certified Professional. Another gold standard certification, SHRM is the governing body for HR. Okay. So you have to, once again, go through, do a test, prove that you know what you know. And they actually have uh, cases. So you would go in and say, hey, there was like a union case. How would you handle it? And you've got to give the best answer. And I, fun fact about this, at least for us HR nerds, is that um, I actually got to do the beta version for that test. So I was instrumental in helping them test their questions and building that database. So I not only helped build it, but then I got to take it for free, and I did get that certification. So that was exciting. And then um, as Brian was stalking me on LinkedIn, I'm sure he saw that one of my companies I worked at was called the City of Arlington mm-hmm. here in Texas, local municipality. And they actually sent me to the International Public Management Association oh. to get the Senior Certified Professional Certification. So I um, went through their courses, took that, and got certified in 2015, 2016. I can't remember mm-hmm. what year. But yeah, so I still have all three of those. I have to keep up with them by doing um, recertification credits every year. Mm-hmm. So every three years, um, I have to do about 60 hours per certification to prove that I'm still on top of the HR game. And if I can successfully do that and prove what I need to prove, then they award it for another three years. Wow. That's great. Yeah. So uh, I guess the city of Arlington, it seems interesting to me that they would send you to an international certification program. Did you end up using international stuff when you work for the city or did that just help here in your role at Point Rental? So it has really helped at the role of Point of Rental. But Mm -hmm. the reason why the city did that is we actually had a sister city in Germany. And so there was that opportunity to dabble in international, Mm -hmm. but it's more for the public management association side. So, you know, here at HR, at Point of Rental, we're a for-profit, privately held company. Mm -hmm. So with the city, because you have to account to taxpayer dollars, there's a lot more that goes into it than you would in, say, the private sector. So that did help there at the city when I was there, but it's also helped here at Point of Rental. Okay. Wow. You take a lot more tests than I do in a year, it sounds like. (laughs) Well, you know, like I said, I got to prove that I know what I'm doing and not just say that I know what I do. There you go. That's great. Should we have actual like certifications in marketing that we do? I don't know. But now I was like wondering if there's like an AHR title, like you're an amateur of human resources. (laughs) Yeah, these are all professional. (laughs) Yeah. They are professional. But yes, there's actually an associates of HR certification that you can get if you are new into HR. Mm, nice. Okay, yeah. So in case you're looking for a career change, Brian. I have an associate's in you. HR management from a long time ago. Well, there you go. Have you kept up with it every year? No, oh. absolutely not. <laughs> well, yeah, no time like the present. There you go. And we do have that educational assistance policy now. Shameless plug. Mm. Woohoo! 
<laughs> well, good. All right. Well, let's kind of get into your job history and kind of what you're doing here at Point Rental. So what did you want to be when you were a kid, say, age like 8 to 10 or so? I actually wanted to be HR. And so, yes. Really? Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, congrats on doing what you wanted to do when you were a kid. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So my mom actually did HR uh, when I was younger. Okay. And so I always liked seeing her put on the company events when she would have, you know, when she would take me to work with her during the summers, it would be fun to file, you know, to kind of look at all these HR things that I didn't know at the time were like applications mm-hmm. and write-ups. Mm-hmm. And so I always laughed that that's kind of how I learned how to read or do my alphabet is she would take me to work and I would get to do all these fun things. And I'm like, what is this? And at the time she's like, this is called personnel. And I was like, I want to do this when I grow up. And she's like, okay. And here we are. Wow. Okay. Yep. That is not normally something that you hear. Did you like go like dressed up like when you like dress up for what do you want to be for school today? Did you, did you dress up as an HR professional? You know, I really don't remember what I dressed up as. Mm. Probably not. Okay. <laughs> I didn't, you know, back then in the 80s and 90s, it was, you know, women still wore jackets with shoulder pads. Uh, yeah. Really wasn't my thing when I was eight That's or fair. 10. You know, I was okay. more into like the jellies, sandals. Yeah. and Okay. Yeah. That's so probably fair. not. I probably you could broke probably dress code. Still wear jelly sandals. Here. You can. Our yeah. dress code only says no shorts, no flip flops. We have a fun video with Rental Man in there. Mm-hmm. I think that's what he's called. Brian can correct me. It's Point of Rental Man. But... Point of Rental Man. There we go. That shows you what's appropriate and what's not. Like no shorts, no flip flops, no tank tops. It's a fun video. So for all of you listening, you should definitely watch <laughs> that if you're an employee. And if you're not an employee yet, you should Never get hired it. by us so you can watch it. <laughs> exactly. We do send it out to new newly hired pointers so that they can be dressed for success on their first day. There you go. <laughs> All right. So um... this is where I just want to interject that it, it appears that you still haven't taken my suggestion of everyone should come to work on their first day in pajamas, in like full old timey pajamas with a stocking cap, I think. Yeah, um, that's going to be, you know, just one of those that we're not going to implement, Brian. Sorry, but yeah. I mean, if you want to come, as long as they're, you know, HR appropriate pajamas, I can see if I can work with you. Okay. Like the ones that look like you're wearing a tuxedo. That are basically a suit. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Or you can just come dress like you did for your interview your first day to make a great first impression. There you go. Um, okay, so if you wanted to be that since you were a little girl and you are one now, have you always been on that track doing HR or have did you stray at all? I did not. Um, at the University of Texas at Arlington where I got my degree, I did have to choose like, you know, if you couldn't do management, which is where HR was lumped in, what else would you want to do? And I actually said mm-hmm. marketing. But I was thinking it was more advertising, like storyboards, mm-hmm. magazine layouts. Right. I didn't realize it was their version of marketing was more of the sales marketing. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, nope, this just reaffirmed. <laughs> I wanted to be HR. Yeah. So. Okay. So you never like worked at a snow cone shack or McDonald's or anything like that? I did last one day at Sonic. And I was the smile <laughs> tray girl. I was the one who went out to your car with the little tray that like, do you need napkins, ketchup, straws? You're good. Okay, thanks. But the Sonic and Grand Prairie made you rotate so after like two hours of being the smile tray girl, you uh-huh. had to go like work the cash register. And then uh-huh. you had to go like do the fryer. And I was like, no, I don't cook. Even to this day, <laughs> I don't cook. So I'm like, you want me to do what? No. But my first real job was actually receptionist for a full service salon in Grand Prairie. Oh, okay. So signature spawn salon. And um, I was the receptionist. I cleaned the tanning beds. I helped out with the facial people, like prepping the room, mm-hmm. inventory, so that was really probably my first paid job in HR is because you had to greet customers. And mm-hmm. when customers were upset, you were the ones who had to deal with that and talk yep. it through and kind of customer service them a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. Well, sweet. I would not ask you about cleaning out the tanning beds because that sounds really gross to <laughs> no, me. No, <laughs> literally there's a solution you have to mix. You spray it down, you wipe it down, and it's ready for the next person. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not as bad as I thought. No, it's not. <laughs> it's really not. It was easy. It was like, you know, three minutes. It's done. All right. Um, so how did you end up here at Point of Rental? Well, I was actually leaving the city of Arlington. Mm-hmm. And so I started to look and Point of Rental actually had an opportunity available. So um, somebody who's not here anymore um, decided to call me, give me a shot interview. And I came in and I met with actually Josh Nickel um, and Evan. 
and did a interview with them. And I guess they liked me. I don't know. But <laughs> somehow I ended up here. They gave me the job. And I was like, sure, this sounds like fun. Uh-huh. And then when I got here, literally like day one and two was doing nothing but UK payroll and US payroll. Whoa, and okay. I was like, oh, okay. And then that Saturday, we had the holiday party. Mm-hmm. So literally, it was like payroll, payroll, um, some other stuff, trying to figure out, you know, because I was the first true HR person. We had a wonderful lady who did it before, Holly, who is ph- phenomenal. But I was the first one that I was like, where's the handbook? Where are the posters? Oh, I guess that's why you'll have me now. Oh, look, a holiday party? Cool. So my first week was definitely kind different. But yeah. <laughs> it was definitely chaos. But... You know, it got better. We built some processes. There you go. I think your first day was when I came in for an interview and I was talking to you and I was like, what do you know about Puerto Riddle? And you were like, nothing. Not a whole lot. It's my (laughs) first day. (laughs) I was like, we've got some cool website with some headshots. Um, Yeah. It's where I I work now. Yeah, I I just started. I was like, and they set me up in reception because they didn't have space for me yet because we were just growing at a fast pace. Mm-hmm. So I was in reception for a week or so before they put me into somewhere I affectionately called the bowling alley, I think is what somebody <laughs> else named it. It was in sales. There was like this long, awkward hallway and they stuck oh, me at the far end yes. so I could have privacy. Mm-hmm. But then literally somebody on the other side from sales could pop up at any minute and be like, hey, Sarah. And I'm like, well, hello, <laughs> let me turn over all this payroll and HR stuff. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then uh, Lathan and I then moved on up in life to a phone booth. Yes. Which had a door that closed. So at least uh-huh. I could do payroll and keep things com- more confidential. Right. <laughs> and then when we moved here, we got a nice, nice actual office with a door and it locks. And it's, you know, <laughs> I've moved on up at Point of Rental from reception all the way to, a, to an office. It's great. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad we were able to get you what you needed there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> sorry it took a little longer than expected. No, these are the fun stories that make... They make it fun. Yeah, there you go. What's a misconception people have about HR in general? That all I do is fire people. Mm. And really, That's only I like don't. 50% of them. <laughs> it's not even 50. It's like 10%, if even that. Because, you know, that's I can say that's one great thing that Point of Rental does is with our hiring process, our interview process with Lathan and his team, you know, you get those good people. The cream rises to the top. You get the good people in. And I always say if you hire tough, you can manage easy. So if you manage easy and you hire the right people and it's the right fit and that right seat and you're all in that point of rental bus going over the Hoover Dam or whatever it may be, you know, you're all going the same direction. Mm -hmm. And as long as you show up and do your work, chances are your interaction with me will be when I walk around once or twice a week to say, hey, how's it going? How's the family? How's the baby? How's the house? So your interaction with HR becomes more personable. And you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not just going to fire you. I don't just sit in my office and do, you know, stay away from everybody. Like, no, I really try to change that perception of Mm -hmm. HR because, you know, I don't, I don't like that perception. I don't want to be that one that just sits in an office, never talks to people and just fires people. That's not cool. You need to be fun. You need to be out there with the humans that you're literally serving. They're your internal customers. But that's the large misconception is, oh, all that they do is just fire people. And you're like, not me, not my team. You know, we are here to help you in a multitude of ways. Yeah, I've never seen you sitting in your office just with like a bunch of screens up, like monitoring people like, who can I fire today? So, no, you know, I asked Wayne for a bat cave, but I'm still waiting on that. So someday maybe I'll upgrade there. (laughs) Yes. But, you know, that's kind of how my brain works is I have like I always equate it to CSI. One of those cool things where they've got this futuristic computer board where they can move screens around in Mm. the air. Mm hmm. That's kind of my brain. Like something pops up and I'm like, okay, I'm going to snooze that. So I like swipe it this way. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I've got to do that. Okay, I'm going to pause that. So like my brain does work like those pop-up mm. monitors where mm-hmm. you're like, no, I don't need to do that. Yes. And if y'all on Radio Land could see me, I'm literally like swiping in the air <laughs> as they're coming across my brain. But yeah. can confirm she is. <laughs> <laughs> I talk with my hands a lot. There you go. Well, that helps communicate ideas to people as well. Maybe not in podcast form when they can't see it, but in real life when you're walking around and talking to people, yeah, Yeah. it does great. Absolutely. So if you ever see me flailing my arms in the air, everything's okay. I'm just brainstorming. (laughs) (laughs) Or dancing, one of the two, you know, whatever. (laughs) Um, So what is the best part of your job? The people. 100% the people. Um, Once again, I... I'm social butterfly by nature, so I like getting out there. Hey, Lauren, how is it going? How's the house? How's the baby? How's everything going? Brian, hey, you're going on that trip to Colorado. Are you set? Are you ready? Are you excited? 
I like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So if I can find that with each person, I feel that that makes me a little more human mm-hmm. for them, for human resources. But also it gives you that connection. So when somebody does have an issue that they need to discuss, it's not the first time they've talked to you. Yeah. They're like, hey, can I come in? And I'm like, sure, door open, door closed. What are we talking about? Mm-hmm. It gives you that it's not so scary to go to HR. Right. You know, it's more comforting and welcoming instead of, ugh, I never see her. I don't want to talk to her. Right. You're not, it's not just the role that you are as HR. You're a person. You're easy to talk to. Exactly. Yeah. And I have the same concerns and issues that most people come to me with. You know, if somebody's buying a house and they need that loan to go through and they need it, that employment verification like two days ago, mm-hmm. but the lender just sends it to me today, I'm like, I've been there. I've bought a house. I've been there where I'm like, oh, my God, who's going to verify my employment? Because I am HR. Mm-hmm. You know, so I have the same struggles when people are having babies, when they're going on vacations, when somebody gets COVID or gets the flu. You know, I've been there. I've done that. I've gone through it. So let's work through it together. Mm-hmm. Who does verify your employment? Just curious. Um, I verify it myself. And then I usually have somebody like a Ted or a Matt sign off that says, yep, that's right. So someone right. a little bit higher up <laughs> yeah, in the finance exactly. area. Okay. Yeah. I haven't had to take one to Wayne yet, but you never know. Okay, there you go. Yeah, and the last house I bought, I think it was Ted that signed off on it. So okay, sounds good. Yeah. Um. So now one you can't th- just point him to our Meet the Team page and just be like, "There's yes. me. That's- There's proof. I do exist. I am there." And they're like, "That's great. It doesn't tell me how much you make." And I'm like, "That's mm. right. It doesn't." <laughs> but I promise, I do work there. There you go. Um, now, one thing I know about HR is they all have the best stories about other people. Oh, yes, we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's get down to some of those. So obviously don't name names, which I'm sure you know your HR, you know that. Um, <laughs> you can even leave the company names out. So I guess first one would be, what's the shortest amount of time it's taken for you to realize, oh, this person is not actually going to work out here at all? Honestly, I know it before they ever set foot in the door. Really? Yes, because since I extend the offer or a member of my team extends the offer, Mm -hmm. usually you can tell by how quickly somebody responds and what that response will be. Mm -hmm. But then also, even if you have been quick to respond, you're going to accept it. You're super excited. I'm like, great. There's steps you have to do before you set foot in Point of Rental's door, i.e. background check, drug test, filling out your direct deposit form, those kind of things. Usually when people have a new job, they're pretty quick. To do those. And I mean, we give you upwards of five to 10 days. So it's not like you have to do this by tomorrow. You can usually tell if people are dragging their feet, completing Mm -hmm. the paperwork, or you get the, oh, yeah, I didn't realize I had to do the background check or the drug test. And you're like, hmm, I sent it to you in writing. There's the checklist in, you know, ADP. You know, there's all these things that we've talked about. It's also in your offer letter. So I'm like, we've communicated it three times in verbal and in writing. Mm -hmm. And when people start to drag their feet, you're usually like, yeah, this may not be a good fit. Because Mm -hmm. if they're going to be this slow now, what is their work going to be like when they actually get here? Mm -hmm. Are you the manager, Lauren, Brian, are y'all going to be chasing them down for something? And that's not going to last because we are in such a fast-paced environment. We don't have time to... Yeah, if you can get that report to me in two weeks. I mean, it's more like, hey, can you get that report? I need it in the next 24 hours. Right. So that to me is when I can usually tell. And that's not just point of rental. I mean, that's anywhere at any of the companies I've worked for before. You could usually tell before they ever got here. Now, 90% of the time you can peg it. But then there's also other times where people are still working that other job. And they're like, literally, yeah, hey, it's a Friday. It's my last day at my job. I haven't been able to. And I'm like, great. Can you do it this weekend? I mean, the background check just needs to be uploaded. It's like two minutes to complete. Mm -hmm. The drug test, you know, depending on the clinic you go to, it could vary. But most of the forms, you just, you can do those on a Sunday. You know, it doesn't have to be Monday through Friday. Mm -hmm. So that's how I can usually tell. You're able to see what their excitement level is about the new job and what their work ethic is just, you know, in that little sliver of, are they excited to get the job done? Can they get it done in time? Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Is that something you're allowed to pass off to the managers as feedback? Like, just FYI. Absolutely. They're waiting on this for them or whatever it is. Oh, 100%. And I will let the hiring manager know that, hey, you know, Lauren, for example, didn't complete these forms until the day before. Mm -hmm. While that's not a big deal, I had to send several reminders just a heads up so you know going in that you're going to probably have to proactively manage or set some expectations in the beginning because that's only going to set that person up for success because, I don't know what's going on with them because they're not technically ours yet, you know, an right. employee yet. Yeah. But there could be other things going on that 
when they do come into that job, they leave it at the door and they're hardcore working, working, working. And then it never becomes an issue. Mm -hmm. But those are just my telltale signs. But absolutely, I'm a firm believer in transparent communication to the most that I can be. So yes, I will let that hiring manager know so they know how to set up that person for expectations. Mm -hmm. Also, I feel that that helps that manager help manage that person towards success is, hey, here's some red flags. We need to watch that. And then they can set that person up for success. Right. Because it's not just about what can the employee bring to the company. It's also how can the company help empower them to (laughs) do better at their job or or whatever it may be in the future. Exactly. Which touches on also the caring aspect and the principled aspect. So absolutely. Way to go, HR. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Been doing this for a hot minute. (laughs) Um, So... We have established that we run background checks. Um, What's the craziest thing that's appeared on there that you can share? (laughs) Sure. So um, at a prior company, not point differential, um, but at a prior company, I did have a person who was interviewing for a customer service type role. It wasn't customer service, but it was going to be a customer facing position. Mm -hmm. And, you know, interviewed really well, went through the two rounds of interviews, uh, you know, I did a phone screen, the manager interviewed, the director interviewed, it was a success, we were going to hire this individual, ran the background check, and it came back with solicitation, and which is another fancy word for, you know, being a lady of the night, or however, whatever word you want to put to it. (laughs) Not like the no soliciting signs, (laughs) you know, like, we don't want (laughs) to... No, she was soliciting customers of a different variety for a different variety of things, I'm sure. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, (laughs) and so when that came up, I had to call that individual and say, hey, this popped on your background check. Mm-hmm. Tell me about this. What was going on? Right. And they were like, well, how do you think I became so great at customer service? And I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> So another guiding principle of HR is we, the EEOC, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, does put out some guidelines about if something comes up on a background check, here's what you need to do. Here's the steps to take. So we followed those steps. Mm -hmm. It did end up being legitimately that was her background. And we ended up rescinding the offer because we couldn't have that in the work environment we were in. Right. But that has to be the craziest. I have never seen that. (laughs) I've seen it once in my entire decades plus career. Uh (laughs) So that's been fun. Okay. And don't even ask me about drug tests. Those are fun too. (laughs) So wait, I want to ask you about drug tests <laughs> I was now. Say, that's, that's what we have to ask. Now. Yeah, now you just have to ask me. I kind of set myself up for that one, but yes, drug what's, tests. What's the record <laughs> for n- amount of drugs in the system? Yeah, does it say um, what, like the percentage of drug, or is it just like this is you know like this particular drug is showing up? So it lists the actual drug, such as mm-hmm. marijuana, cocaine, methamphetamines, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then it lists the cutoff levels, and then it lists the actual amount that was found. Mm, okay. So yeah, um, so I would say my my most fun one was um, it's kind of a, I consider it to be like an IQ test kind of, you know, you do a drug test, you do a, um, an alcohol test, you know, well, don't drink and then show up to those would be my mm-hmm. recommendation to anyone listening is that if you're going to show up to a drug test or an alcohol test, you might want to be sober and clean. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but there were some that immediately like, um, Whatever vendor I was using, they would call and say, hey, you know, this person showed up and they smell of some wine or alcohol. And you're like, well, do the test. They fail, they fail. They don't get the job. I was like, because that's kind of an IQ test. You don't show up knowing. Right. So, that's where you're going. Yeah. Huh. But my favorite. What if are, you're really nervous about. Getting the drug <laughs> test. <laughs> I would not recommend doing anything to calm your nerves because mm. it's going to come up on the drug test. Maybe you do some like stretches or, you know, good breathing exercises. Oh. Yes. But I've had a couple of those where, you know, they showed up and you're like, what were you thinking? And I've heard it from, oh, I was in Austin or, oh, I was in Colorado or pick a state or mm-hmm. I went to a party. I don't know what was in that food. And I'm like, yeah, the levels you're at, <laughs> don't suggest this was a bite of a cookie. Yeah. This shows substantial use. Did mm-hmm. you eat the whole tray of brownies? <laughs> what, what what was going on there? Okay. So, and once again, regulated by the government, so you have a certain set of things you have to do. Mm-hmm. And the EEOC has those guidelines about recency, relevancy, seriousness. So you just follow those steps and you figure out if this is a person you want to take a gamble on or not. Okay. So. Well, I guess we passed. If we're all here, so... Well, I mean, you know... Did you have to I was here one? before Sarah got here, so... Exactly. He was here before I got here. <laughs> um, you know, I I think I had to. 
I really honestly don't remember. But I know that when I started, like, I had people. I don't know if you had to do one, Lauren. I did. But, okay. I then, yes, I probably did have to do that. I think I was I your don't remember. first hire. I think you, you were. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't remember. Yeah, that's fair. So yeah. I was like, did you have to do one? If you did, then yes. <laughs> okay. And I, I I guess I had to do one. I really don't know. I had to do one, so I'm, I'm sure they were still doing it. Yeah. Did they run a background check on you, Brian? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I, th- I think Lauren just likes to do background checks on everyone just for fun. So at least at that time. <laughs> well, now we do them on everybody. So, you know, we're we're fair and equal across the board. Good. So is there a reason that you only do drug tests right before they get hired and you don't do it? Like, I don't know. I feel like when I was growing up in school, like they would do like random drug tests or whatever. Or maybe not drug tests, but they would like randomize stuff throughout it just to like make sure you're up to snuff or whatever. Yeah. So actually at the city of Arlington, I was our drug and alcohol specialist for the four and a half years I was there. And there's a lot that goes into a random program, a reasonable suspicion test, um, for cause, accident testing. There's a whole lot that goes into that that once again is regulated by the government. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if that's something Point of Rental wants to, to start mm-hmm. doing. I don't know. I just know at front, you know, we're proving our due diligence that we're hiring somebody that is you know, safe to come and work in the workplace. We're not going to probably have any trouble with, you know, based on prior experience. Sure. But I don't know if that's something that Wayne would want to do going forward, but it is a massive thing to undertake. Mm-hmm. And so, and there are certain government things along the way you have to do. Like yeah. it has to be a scientifically randomly validated test that will pass certain random criteria. <laughs> like, okay. or else you could be like, Lauren, like, why am I getting picked every quarter? Right. And I'd be like, I don't know, because I don't like that pink headband you're wearing. Yeah, I can't do fair. it like that. It can't mm-hmm. be like, you are you're you get a drug test, you get a drug right. test. It has to be an actually scientifically validated okay. method. Me- and okay. that's just a lot to put in place. But yeah. if they ever want to do it, I know how to do it. Okay. <laughs> I've done it. There I know you what go. vendors to use. Okay. I just yeah. didn't know if that was a – I haven't had that many employers. I didn't know if that was just like a normal – The only place I've ever had that is in the military. And oh. that's part of what's annoying about the military. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, if you ever work um, for an agency that's regulated by like Department of Transportation, mm-hmm. Federal Aviation Administration, that's where you get any into... sort of government agency. Correct. Pretty much does yeah. That. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Um, so, what has been the craziest HR story in general that you can share? Craziest HR story. Well, at another place, I wasn't even, I wasn't their HR person a hundred percent. It was one of those where they were. They were coming out of bankruptcy, Mm -hmm. and they had one HR person, and she did HR payroll, and they hired me to help out in accounting, accounts payable, accounts receivable, help out with payroll because I had payroll experience, and also to be her backup. And so with that, you know, I didn't, I wasn't 100% really anywhere. I was kind of like spread across all of these like five divisions within that Department of Finance. Mm -hmm. And with that... um. Apparently, there was a divorce going on that I didn't know that there was a divorce going on. And so I, you know, answered the phones. Hello. Thanks for calling. Insert company name. Mm -hmm. This is Sarah. How can I help you? And I was like, yeah, I was just trying to see if Brian um, was there today. And I was like, oh, hold on. Let me check. You know, I'm not quite sure. Our system was, I can't remember what I said, but I was like, you know, I'm not quite sure. I don't know. But if you're needing to get a message to Brian, I am happy to take it. Mm -hmm. Whatever. And they were like, oh, well, it's just an employment verification. So can you release that? And I'm like, sure. What do you need to know? I didn't realize Uh, that was, you know, not something you did at the time. mm -hmm. And um, I was like, yeah, sure. So, yeah, Brian works here, XYZ position, making this much, blah, blah. Okay, great. Thanks. The next thing I know, here comes a process server serving a warrant. And Mm -hmm. I had already verified that. Brian was there and right. he was working and I told him how much they made. So all of this was on there. And apparently this guy was going through a nasty divorce, mm-hmm. had not shared financial information with the lawyer. Mm-hmm. So here they come with a warrant for to take him in and also a subpoena for me to give them all this data for child support and spousal support. And that wasn't fun. So yeah, no. another was crazy. this your first day at the job? It was not my first day oh, okay. at the job, but... Um, <laughs> I think we were looking more for crazy funny rather than crazy kind of like, oh, oh, I shouldn't have done that. You know, Brian, I've told you there's a story about cocaine. If you want to go that type of fun. I like cocaine Um, stories. (laughs) I'm really glad you said that. I I was hoping she was going to leave it off, honestly. 
I mean, Cocaine's a very good song by, you know, Eric Clapton. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, no, there was also another place where um, I was kind of HR, but it was, one, once again, I've worked for a lot of smaller companies before going to, like, the city of Arlington that was major. Right. Um, and so I was the office assistant, executive assistant, payroll, HR, accounting, HR, all that, you know, accounting, accounts receivable and accounts payable person all rolled into one. And this was before that other company I just told you about. Mm-hmm. And they had a really number one good sales guy. And he was really good at his job. And I always wondered how he could always, like, be on. Like, da-da-da-da-da, mm-hmm. you like our product, let's make a deal. Mm-hmm. He was just that kind of guy, but he was our number one salesperson. Mm-hmm. I never knew why <laughs> until there was a cocaine incident where you get to go in his car, and very nice car, and you're like, what's this white stuff? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh. Donut powder. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Just brush it off. It's fine. And I'm like, okay. And then you come back to the office and someone's like, did you ride in Brian's like Mercedes? And I was like, yeah, why? They're like, did you notice anything? And I'm like, well, he doesn't drive as fast as I would, but yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> They're like, oh, well, he has a cocaine possession charge. I'm like, is that what that white stuff was? Uh, and then this Brian goes a real troublemaker. <laughs> he does. Um, <laughs> And there were some other incidents that I was like, so that's how he's number one. And sadly, it came down to he ended up getting arrested on site at work for cocaine. And Mm. yeah, but he was our number one sales guy. So you didn't institute a policy of everyone. (laughs) You know what? They did not want me doing a handbook. Mm. And we had like 30 people. Mm. So it was just a well-known thing that I didn't know about. But yeah. Okay. So that's pretty fun and crazy. I've also been asked when I did interviews What's your policy on emotional support animals? Um, one guy wanted a snake, and I was like, no. <laughs> there <laughs> wasn't even policy. an HR, doesn't recommend that. It was more like, no, <laughs> I don't do snakes. You're not getting a snake. <laughs> um, I've done bring your pet to work day before at a place. That went south really quickly because not everyone takes good care of their animals. And even though we had a thing like, we're going to try this. It's like, you know, a summer Friday type of a thing. It's right. going to be fun. Bring your pets in. They just have to be up to date on vaccines, booster mm-hmm. shots, whatever. They have to have, like, their flea medication, heartworm, whatever. Right. And potty trained. Oh. Basic, <laughs> basic stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not asking for them to, like, you know, flush a toilet or use silverware or anything. Just basic stuff. <laughs> well, they ended up um, going to the bathroom on some of our products we ended up having fleas. Oh, no. Um, yeah. So a dog got pregnant, we think, there. <laughs> so, it's a wild day at the office. <laughs> it was for dogs. <laughs> so anytime somebody's like, we should totally have bring your dog, I'm like, no, Mm-mm. we are not bringing a dog to work. And if we are, it's not going to be a universal bring your animal to work. Tell you no. what. Everyone who's working from home, bring your bring your there dog you to work. Yes, you keep them at, at home with you. <laughs> or only if it lives in like a terrarium or something. But yes. then you have to deal with snakes, so I don't know if yeah. that's something you'd be. Yeah, yeah, don't, you no don't want Rylan bringing in the roaches. Oh, no, yes. we do not want roaches. Please, for the love, <laughs> never bring in roaches. Yeah. Never bring in rodents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Possums are enough. That's fair. Yep. Um. Okay, the furthest someone went that somehow they didn't get fired. Oh, boy. Well, you know, cocaine incident comes back up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that, that has to be. Wait, I thought he did get fired. Cake. Did he not? He did after he got arrested. Oh, well. <laughs> Okay. Apparently that was frowned upon. Um, you can do coke all you want, but don't get arrested. Because <laughs> you can't make sales that way, I guess. That's true. But, um, that's true. Yeah, it's very true. Um, <laughs> so any salespeople listening, you know. <laughs> if you only get the one call, then. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I've had that, but it was more of a distribution center environment where, yeah. So, hmm. yeah. But, um, no, just, you know, if you show up and do your job and be available and work, you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that's so hard for some people, but for some people that's hard. They're like, oh, you mean I actually had to show up? And I'm like, well, mentally, yes. I mean, working from home, you could do. Um, (laughs) But yes. So please show up. Show up. Be available. Do your work. Chances are you will never see the bad side of HR. But I don't know. The cocaine incident was probably the furthest somebody went where I was like, oh, we're just going to allow this to happen. Mm. Oh, okay, cool. That's Mm. nice. (laughs) I feel like I I just watched Wolf of Wall Street not too long ago. I do not recommend watching that film. 
whatsoever. But okay. I feel like it, it might have been a similar-ish situation where, you know, if they're the best sales guy, well, you don't really want to lose them, but I don't know. Yeah, but what kind of message mm. does that send to the rest yeah. of the organization <laughs> that you can do all these bad things and not get fired? Right. I mean, that's not very motivating. Mm. But yeah, so that would probably be the craziest. Okay. Um, and what do I need to do to get someone else fired? Just curious. So, you know, Lauren, that's a great question. I don't see you as that kind of a person. No, it's, I was... It's from me. It's okay. from Brian. Okay. Well, I totally see Brian as that kind of a person. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Because I've never had anyone else actively try to get someone else fired. <laughs> to my oh, knowledge. Okay. To my knowledge. So, I don't know. I mean, if you come up with any good things, you know, my door's open. My ears are open. You know, happy to, to recommend or recommend you not. Okay. Sounds good. Whew. Sometimes you can smell when it's been a tough day at work, and so can your coworkers. That's why you should try Point of Rental software. It does a lot of the heavy lifting needed to keep a rental business running. And because it's software, it smells as fresh as it did before doing all the work. By saving money and work, you'll come out smelling like a rose, too. Okay, so uh, let's move on to Sarah's interesting character non-work questions. Sure. So once upon a time, you told us you did a lot of karaoke in college. Um, I, well, I'm not sure how much a lot is, <laughs> um, but was this organized as a group and there were contests or was this more of just kind of an ad hoc thing you just start singing? So never formalized. It was okay. more of an ad hoc thing. Mm -hmm. If you ever go out to karaoke or there's an open mic, chances are, sober or not sober, I will get up there. <laughs> okay. I love to sing. Uh -huh. My dad was a musician, so I ended up on stage at a very young age with a tambourine, a microphone. It's just, it's in my blood hmm. and my sister's blood, and it's just kind of what we do. Um, but in college, I was part of a uh, board called Excel Campus Activities, okay. and we did the programming for the university. So organizing lecturers, speakers, mm. debates, things like that. All well, you events. got to go. Yeah, a lot of fun. Um, you got to go to these uh, conferences where you got to, you know, sit through a variety of things and say, yes, we want to book them. Mm. Hey, we want to book you, but we're not sure yet. All those mm. fun things. Some of the vendors would have parties afterwards and they would invite you up to the suite, like your college, and you had to be on a list. I mean, it wasn't like, come on, come all, because there were thousands of people. Right. But you had to get on the list. And, and you got on the lists. I did a lot. So, <laughs> but I was also like, you know, 20 something blonde sorority girl who sure. was like stick thin and life <laughs> of the party, man. So I would go up there with some of my friends, my best friend, David, and I would get together and there were a couple of times he'd be like, okay, honey, I need the microphone. <laughs> like you've had, you've had enough. What is that? Like 22 songs and going. And I'm like, oh, who's counting? <laughs> And so that was one time that I did that. Uh -huh. And then another time, um, there was four or five of us that would get together, like, after dinner on a Friday night or something. We would go back to someone's house, and it was either games or it was a movie or something like that. Well, then Rock Band, I think, is what it was, mm. I, I think. And it was one of the or two. Guitar Hero. Yeah, it was one of the two. Thank you. I can't remember the other one. I think it was Rock Band. Rock, I don't know. Rock but Band anyways. does have the microphone as, like. A, then, a yeah, thing. that's the one then. <laughs> And so that's what we would do is mm -hmm. take turn and, yeah, I've, anything from Elvis, you know, all the way up to, you know, Marilyn Manson. I mean, just a wide variety <laughs> is my music repertoire. But, okay. yes. So you didn't have a go-to that you would start with every time? Nope. No. That's okay. the next one. Stop. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. I'm reading. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So do you have a top five songs that you'll find Sarah singing at karaoke lists? I don't know if it's really a song, but anything from like Journey, Blondie. Okay. That's not how top um, five lists work. You I have know. To have a fifth one, and I, then you. Okay, I want so, your top five songs that you will. Okay, so Friends in Low with. Places okay. for my country folks, mm -hmm. you know, who like the country music because I love Garth Brooks. Mm -hmm. um, definitely Journey. Um, uh, so they don't stop believing? Sure. I can't pick which dirty song I want more. Okay. So sure, we'll go with that one because I, I like them all. Okay. Um, Call Me from Blondie. That's a good one. Okay. Um, then, not Call Me Maybe. No, not like, Call Me Maybe. Okay. No, no. Call Me for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. What else? You got two left. I know. I got two left. Um, let's see. If it's going to be a heavy metal, I like anything with a good scream track. 
So Marilyn Manson, Ice Nine Kills, um, Pantera. My nickname was Sarah Pantera in high school. <laughs> so anything mm. with a good screen track. Okay. And I'm sorry, I can't pick just one. Okay. You know? Well, I'm sorry. I know they're all so good. I'm, and I'm one of those. I go down the list. The one that I got pulled the plug on, I think, was Fuji's Killing Me Softly. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, and then I did a really good duet with David Austin one summer here. Yes. We did uh-huh. the Grease song. Uh, summer Lovin'. Yeah, Summer Grease Lovin'. Lovin'. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, one of the two. That's what I was trying yeah. to think. We, last year we did karaoke during our happy hours here, yeah. and I was like, I can't remember if you were up there, but yes, you did a duet with David yeah. Austin. I did that. Was that. Great. And then Matt Nelson did a song, um, Black Parade. And I was helping him with that because there were a couple. So I was shouting from the audience to help oh, him. I'm uh-huh. like, I know this one. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Well, so we'll have okay, to Okay, so get... that's now your number one, just so you know. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, like I said, get... I have a wide library to choose from. So Yeah. Sarah Pantera's, yes. uh, you're going to be in charge of karaoke here at the office from here on out is <laughs> oh, what boy. it sounds like. <laughs> Do I have to share the microphone? Um, We can get two microphones. <laughs> oh, okay. So can we get two turntables and a microphone? We'll see. Because that would be where it's at. <laughs> That's another thing. You can ask my team. We uh, we always interject song lyrics or movie quotes uh-huh. into stuff. Okay. It just makes the day better. Good to know. Was that a song lyric? It was. Oh, it was over it's my a head. song from Beck. It's yeah. okay. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was on my Pandora station recently. There you go. There you go. Um, okay, so speaking of lists, uh, you like going to places where there are beaches, is what I've heard. So what are your top five beaches and why? Hopefully you'll have an actual list for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the name of it, so sorry, Brian. Um, <laughs> We're not off to a good start. <laughs> I know, sorry. Uh, me and geography suck. But there's a private beach that the cruise ships have like your royal caribbeans your carnivals okay they always drop you off at a private beach on like day three or four of a cruise i like those private beaches because they're private you're only there with you know only two thousand of your closest friends instead of Mm. the entire state of florida right so that would probably be so a private one of them floridian Uh, no it's more in the the ocean somewhere you you can have them you can have those be like Numbers five through two, but you got to have a number okay. one somewhere. Mm. Uh, Bahamas. Bahamas would be number one. Jamaica, number two. Number three would be Cozumel. Number four would be Destin. And number five would probably be South Padre or Port Aransas. See, wow. We just, I just put some yeah. pressure on you and he boom, did. you suddenly had this did. entire Got him off for you. But see, that's the thing is that I've... I've only been to like maybe 10 beaches, so that was a little That's easier. Fine. Whereas my music library mm-hmm. so goes many. anything from big band in like the 1910, 1920s all mm-hmm. the way to current. So I'm like, oh, out of 100 years of music, I can only pick five. Can I just pick bands? Because that would be better. Mm-hmm. Nope. Like Kansas. That's a good band. Wayward Sun was another one. I okay. Do. What are your top five bands then? For karaoke. Mm-hmm. Blondie. Okay. Journey. Okay. Madonna. Um, I would have to say um, Kansas. And... Anything with a scream track. So I've I was going to say, please one. throw in Marilyn Manson right there. Yeah. Well, Mar- <laughs> because was, that generally blends in perfectly. I was going in between other. Marilyn Manson and there's a newer band called Ice Nine Kills that I love. And their last two albums have been odes to horror flicks, horror flicks. Uh-huh. And so they do things like It Is the End for the movie It, uh, Grave Mistake for The Crow. And I mean, I would love to see them in concert because they act out like the psycho shower scene. It's lit- the song's called Shower Scene, mm-hmm. and they're literally on stage reenacting the shower scene where they mm. kill the lady. And then scream, Spoiler they reenact alert. that. <laughs> oh, sorry, in case you hadn't seen that yet. My bad. And then, yeah, so I don't know. They have some really good songs. But I haven't gotten a chance to do karaoke with Ice Nine Kills yet. Okay. So we'll see. Well, yeah, that might be in the future here. Or might maybe be. we'll put it in at the bottom of this uh, Sounds like podcast. a really intense, terrifying karaoke. Like, <laughs> karaoke's supposed to be like, you know, fun, sing along, and... I don't know. I'm scared eh. of this one. Sounds eh. like if Sarah doesn't really share the microphone, she's really looking for other people I to join don't. in with her. <laughs> I don't share. That's the problem. Mm. That's why you need two microphones. But maybe we can get you a tambourine or something for your office. So when you're just like doing payroll or something, you can just yeah, <laughs> have you your tambourine in one hand. And There you go. I don't uh, know if we could get you a microphone. but That's a play a mean air guitar and drums. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Um. So do you judge mountain people? 100% yes. Okay. Absolutely. Gotcha. So, no, that I actually harsh. like the mountains. I've been to Breckenridge. I've been to Purgatory, Colorado. 
love the mountains, have families that live there. It's great. So no, I do not judge y'all. It's just if I'm going to go on a vacation, I want to be warm, not cold. Mm, okay, that's fair. Um, have you ever been attacked by an animal while at the beach? No, thank goodness. Oh, okay. Well, but, let's move on. <laughs> you know, my husband almost got taken down by a riptide when we were in Florida last year. So Ooh. thank goodness somebody was there to help him. Yeah, that's yeah. scary. Yeah, he was rescuing two teenage girls, and then they got out of the riptide. He got stuck in it, and then some other guy the had to The two teenage girls him. had to rescue him? No, actually another guy. Had to, like their dad. Oh, right. <laughs> had to rescue my husband, oh, or maybe just some stranger. I don't know. Yeah. But oh, no, wow. no animal attacks. Thank goodness. Okay, well, good. Let's yep. hope that that stays the same then. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm told you've met several celebrities. Who, how, and did anything interesting happen? Sure. So I actually got to have dinner with James Earl Jones when I was 19. Mm. So that was fun. Did he know that he was having dinner with you? Yes, he actually did know he was having dinner with me. (laughs) I didn't just, you know, show up and be like, hey, (laughs) is this seat taken? Well, it is now. No. (laughs) No. That would be the most impressive story, I think, (laughs) if you did that. Well, no, No. I'm I'm curious. how How did you end up having dinner with him? So once again, the university, they did the programming board. So anytime we brought in a big lecture, speaker, band, whatever, mm-hmm. we, as the people who were organizing it, we actually got to meet them. Oh. And James Earl Jones was one of the nicest, most down-to-earth people and actually said, well, as a thank you to y'all having me out to do this lecture series, I want to have dinner with the people who made it possible. Mm-hmm. And I was on the programming board. So I got to have dinner with James Earl Jones after his uh, big speech, I got to go backstage and do a meet and greet and photo opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I have a photo of James Earl Jones and I. Oh, cool. That yeah. was your Christmas card that year? No. Oh. My mom wouldn't <laughs> let me put it on there, and I was still living at home at 19, so mm, no. That's fair. Yeah. And the sorority wouldn't let me put it on the webpage, but whatever. Oh. That's a different story. But I was going to say, you can um, add it now. I mean, if you still yeah. Have yeah. Podcast land. Imagine a 19-year-old Sarah with James Earl Jones. Um so he was really cool. He actually asked my opinion about the Scream movie because that was going around at the time. Mm. Scream. Yeah, the original Scream. So. Uh-huh. so, yeah, so we had a nice conversation about that flick. Um, I've met Jamie Kennedy, Jimmy Fallon. I actually got to party with Everclear, Sublime. Um, and then once again, my dad being a musician, I was introduced to musicians very mm. early in life. I just didn't know who they were, and I didn't have an appreciation for them. And then my brother actually um, – did some sound and lighting with a band, and I want to say it was Alabama. And oh. so he got to tour with them. So I got to meet Alabama when I was, like, a young, young teenager. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So there's a lot of lot of fun stories like that. And then mm-hmm. I grew up about two blocks away from K104 radio station oh. in Prairie. okay. And so um, I had a cousin, Joey, who was a couple blocks away. So every time we would see a limo roll through, He'd, like, call me or I'd call him. We'd get on our bikes and <laughs> go up there. And so through that K-104, I met Steve Harvey when he used to do the morning mm-hmm. radio show. I had my uncle, uh, Super Dave, who was a DJ there. Um, so he would always also be like, hey, nudge, nudge. You should come visit hey, me over Pretty today. much. And I'd be like, okay. So, um, and I would say the coolest person I met at K-104 besides Steve Harvey, who was pretty awesome, was uh, Master P. I got to meet him. When his song, Make Him Say, Uh, was out. <laughs> I can't rap, but <laughs> it was a good song. And so I got to meet him, and him and a lady friend were in the limo. Mm-hmm. And we're actually like, hey, we got some Taco Bell. Do you want some? And I was like, oh, my God, they're just like us. Hey, Taco Bell, Joey. <laughs> and did you so, go in the limo and eat Taco Bell? I did. That? It was great. <laughs> I had no fear, man. <laughs> so, yeah, so I got to wow. eat Taco Bell with them. That was pretty cool. So if your uh, children ever s- said, hey, mom, I just got back from eating Taco Bell in a limo with a stranger, would you be like, well, were they famous or? Probably. That <laughs> okay. would probably be my question. Like, well, who were they first? Mm. Because, yes, my children are those kind that would probably be like, oh, what? You need help finding your dog? What kind of candy? <laughs> Is it chocolate? Right. And then my oldest one would be like, we need to talk about what kind of chocolate. I don't help people for any chocolate. <laughs> And then my younger one would be like, uh, do you have like Sour Patch Kids? Mm. Like, I'm not into chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, yes. well so, yeah. I do not have any stories at all that compared to that. So that's well, great. It was just a mixture of growing up around the radio station, yeah. having a musician dad, working at that job in, mm-hmm. at UTA. Mm-hmm. That's where I got to meet the James Earl Jones, the um, Everclear Sublime, Jamie Kennedy, all of them, Jimmy wow. Fallon. That's so, great. Yeah. A lot of fun. Well, hopefully um, 
all the people here at Point of Rental, you also consider famous and celebrities. Maybe the rest of the world doesn't, but you can continue to tell stories of all the people that you've met here. Well, you know, if any of y'all ever make it famous, I do have your new hire paperwork with your signature. So That's true. Yes. You can make a lot of money. Yes. Oh, and I also met a couple of race car people when I was younger because I used to like to... I dated a guy who raced cars and then also growing up with my dad in the tool industry. Mm-hmm. I've also met like Joe Amato, I think was the most famous race car driver I've like ever. Like NASCAR or? Uh-huh. NASCAR oh, okay. and I've been to Brickyard. So yeah, mm. a lot of fun there too. Okay. Wow. We'll have to talk offline about all of that. Yeah. Um, okay. So I've been told that you're really into work-life balance. I am. <laughs> um, how did that become important to you? It really wasn't important until I had kids. Mm-hmm. And then it became important yeah. because, you know, your kids can't raise themselves when they're young. Um, oh, I'm sorry. You don't have kids yet. So when you have your kid, um, when you have your little girl, they can't raise themselves apparently. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. So that's, I think, when it actually became important is it shifted from work, 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 success, success to, mm-hmm. oh, wait, now I'm a mom. Oh, well, this flips the script a little. Right. I have to pick up from daycare. I actually have to, like, they expect to eat, mm-hmm. you know. So, oh, wait Multiple minute, I times a day. Again. I know. It's crazy. I'm like, what do you mean you want three meals? <laughs> I was like, pour yourself some cereal. Have a nice day. But apparently that's frowned upon. So mm-hmm. I do feed them. Don't worry. But, um, but yeah, so that's when it shifted. And so that's where I'm like, nope, you've got to have the start. you got to have the end. And when COVID hit, I think it became more important because then we were at home. So if you're saving mm-hmm. a 30-minute hour drive, well, what else could you use that time for? Yes, you could use it for work. Mm-hmm. But could you also use it to get out and exercise? Could you use it to go to, you know, go read a book? I mean, like, what are you going to do with those extra two hours that you had now? Mm -hmm. So that's also where that came in. Hmm. Okay. Yep. Or make, like, actual breakfast besides cereal. And then if your kids are there, then, yeah, you can share with them maybe. But Actually, parenting tip 101. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so on Sundays, I make breakfast for the week. So I scramble about a dozen eggs, my mm-hmm. mom and I. Uh-huh. dozen eggs make about two cans of biscuits. Um, if we're not doing that, then we do a bunch of pancakes that you can mm-hmm. just reheat. Or we do the pigs in the blanket. Mm-hmm. So I make about four dozen of those. Well, probably more than that. I don't know. It's four packs of little Smokies. Okay. But the kids love pigs in the blanket. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that can also be lunch or a yeah, snack. Yeah, it's easy. So. Yeah. But I make that all for the week. So in the morning, it's not what do you want. It's more like right. here's your Here's-ish egg and you your have. biscuit. Your, your, your decision is do you want it in a sandwich or do you want them separate on the plate? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a tough decision, man. Yeah. Do you want it microwaved or not? Well, no. It's always microwaved. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> They don't ever offer them cold eggs, scrambled eggs. I like the level of disgust on your face when she suggested that. That was amazing. I can't do that cold. I can do cold pizza. Can't do cold eggs and cold biscuits. Yeah, no. All right. Yeah. Um, Well, you kind of gave me a recommendation on how to shift work-life balance and just kind of getting that there. So how do you know when you're doing too much work? (laughs) When your kids come up to you and say, are you done yet? Mm. <laughs> or if they're, you know, if they, they're notorious for bombing my meetings when I'm on virtual meetings, even mm-hmm. though I'm like, you got enough to eat, got enough to drink, great. Mom's going on a meeting, don't interrupt. Mm-hmm. They'll come in, mom! And you're like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, I mean, Wayne's seen my kids, Ted's seen my kids, Matt's mm-hmm. seen my kids. And there's a point there where it's like, mom, it's like 6.30, we're hungry. And I'm like, oh my God, it's already 6.30? Mm-hmm. I got lost, man. Yep, sure, I will shut down, we'll do this. So mm-hmm. that's when. And then uh, one time... Pre-COVID, this I wasn't even here at Point of Rental yet. Robert drew a picture of me, and it was at the computer. And I was like, oh, uh, that's not how I want you to remember your mom. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's how you can tell when you're that's doing too much. Indicator. Yeah. Um, how do you know when you're living too much? <laughs> when you end up in H- HR's office about not being available <laughs> for work. That's how. I'll be like, huh, Brian, we see that you were supposed to be working five days a week. But yet, look here. You've only done one email. Or one workplace chat. Or, you know, in other facets of our business, you've taken one call or one case. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. That's how you know when you're living too much. Not a machine. Get back to work machine. (laughs) (laughs) It's a word you will never hear me say to you. But, yeah. (laughs) When you have an HR's office, we're not doing your work and we're paying you to work. Right. Concept. Okay, so I know this month in July, we're supposed to be protecting ourselves from UV rays, especially here in DFW, Texas, where it's just like blistering sun, calm down. Um, That's why I'm wearing sunglasses while we do this interview. (laughs) 
Yes, they look very trendy, by the way. Yes. I like it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, what do people need to think about in August? So in August, we're going to uh, transition from the UV rays, which, you know, there's been like a heat dome. Even in the UK the other day, they hit like 40 degrees Celsius, which is like 100 something here, I think. Right. Um, So we're transitioning then to healthy eyes and eye exams. You know, it's time for the kids to go back to school. Some kids have probably lived on their iPads this whole summer, video games, whatever, TV. Um, So it's time to, you know, kind of focus back on our eyes. Like, sure. Are our sunglasses up to date if they're prescription? Have we had that eye exam? Are your glasses up to date? Are the kids' vision exams, you know, back where they need to be? And so um, the UK has a really great program that their government does where you get a free eye exam. Um, And Kelly can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure that's what she told me. And then um, here in the States, of course, we get one eye exam a year as well. And then, you know, probably in Australia, Canada, I'm sure that there's some kind of a program. But it's also a good opportunity to think about giving back as well, you know, as you're recycling or maybe updating your look, recycle your frames because those go to homeless people who can, you know, work with the doctor to get free low cost glasses. So you can recycle your frames for a better cause. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Okay. Well, now we can start recording and you can answer the five important questions. Oh God, not more (laughs) five lists. Brian's going to hate me. Five important questions. Five important questions. Five important questions. What would you say is your greatest success in life? Besides my my children and my husband, that's personally. Mm -hmm. Professionally, my certifications. Mm, Okay. So all of those that I read off and we can replay that, but I'm not going to say it now. Yep. Uh, PHR, SHRM CP, IPMA, SCP. See, she's got it much faster than I have. (laughs) All right. What is your greatest fear? Um, I honestly don't know. I don't know if I'm, um, heights, <laughs> like I'm not one that would like be like call in and go like jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. Mm. That doesn't sound exciting. That sounds terrifying. Just an averagely good airplane. Maybe. Well, you know, if it's on fire or going down, I'm like, strap me in, we're going. Mm, but okay. yeah, I'm not going to, you're not going to find me skydiving. Just voluntarily. Or paragliding, sailing. I don't know what it's called, but yeah, mm. you're not going to find me, you know, fighting with gravity. Going through the air. Okay. Yeah. I'm good. So your greatest fear is gravity? (laughs) Yes, but it is the law (laughs) or a law. If you could tell first day at Point of Rental Sarah one piece of advice that would lead to an even smoother transition, uh, what would you say? Um, Probably don't take on too much at the beginning. You know, if the person who I started with, if they would have said, you know, hey, you're going to be doing payroll, I would have been like, no, that shouldn't be day one, you know. That was probably like, hey, don't do payroll day one or day two. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be fun or pleasant. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what I would say. And then I would also say I was here till like 8 o'clock on my first night. Mm. Yeah. So I would probably go back and say, look, you have a family. At 6 o'clock, you needed to be strong enough to stand up and say, I've got to go. Like, Mm -hmm. I have a family. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what I would tell day one, Sarah. Okay. And pick a better restaurant to go out to lunch to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Where'd you end up going? Rio Mambo, which isn't even open anymore, and it was mm. okay Mexican food, but I think I would have been like Mariano's, mm. you know, or sushi. Mm. I love sushi. Mm-hmm. Sushi. Yeah. But see, now you're in HR, so you get to have it with everyone who starts here and have all those nice lunches? Okay. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Okay, what's your most embarrassing moment as a pointer? Hmm. I don't know. My most embarrassing moment as a pointer. Well, you have to come up with one, so. I know, I know. Probably when I didn't realize that Preston had an office at our old building, and I was using it, (laughs) and he was too nice (laughs) to say anything. (laughs) But my defense, he traveled a lot. (laughs) But yeah, he had a door that closed, and so when I'd Uh have to have conversations with people, it was always open and empty, and his name wasn't on it. Okay. And so I would go in there and close the door and have conversations with people about HR stuff uh-huh. or payroll stuff. Was this one across yeah. from Andy Clark's It office? was. Okay, yeah. yes. Yeah, it had that nice barn door, yes. I think is what it mm-hmm. was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then one day he was in there and I was like, oh, hey, how long are you going to be in here? And he's like, well, this is my office. I'm like, hi, I'm Sarah. Who are you? And that's he's like, I'm Preston Harris. I'm like, oh, I've been using your office. I hope you haven't minded. Um, I didn't realize anyone was in here. And there wasn't a name on it. So that was probably mm. my most embarrassing. Okay. But if y'all have any more that I may have forgotten about, please share. Mm. 
Um, I don't have any off the top of my head, but I'll let you know when I think of embarrassing things that you've done. There you go. We'll just add them in post. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, well, well, also, just in real life, I'm just going to remind her of the embarrassing yeah. moments <laughs> she's had. There you go. You totally should. You totally should. Um, well, I'm really sorry to tell you this, but uh, apparently it is now a new law that if you steal someone's office, even unknowingly, um, that's worthy of the death penalty now. Oh, okay. Um, Wait a minute. So I get eight hours of uninterrupted sleep and meals prepared for me? <laughs> what? No, not, now you up. go to jail. You die. We're, oh, we're I thought I got to it. serve some time first. <laughs> Dang it. Okay, No, 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 no. <laughs> um, so it's some weird international law. I don't quite understand <laughs> all the details. Um, but what would your last meal be? You get one. Um, and why? So I think everyone in the office knows I love chocolate and I love sushi. So mm. if I could, do I get a dessert? Yes, I mean, Okay. We're uh, it's, very it's, giving people. Okay, good. So my last meal would definitely them. be sushi, probably with some prime rib and a okay. twice-baked potato and some rolls <laughs> and a salad. And then for dessert, I would want to swim in the biggest vat of chocolate you could find, <laughs> like melting pot chocolate okay. with like peanut butter and chocolate. I want to swim in that and so I could just have literally death by chocolate. Oh, so you're... That, I'm going to kill myself in wow. the chocolate so y'all don't get to kill me. Mm. <laughs> They're like, well, she died a sweet death. Yes. <laughs> very empowering. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think I like your answer best. <laughs> I'm sorry everyone else who's answered, but that's good. Thanks. All right. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? I want to be taller. <laughs> Even though you're afraid of heights. Yes, but, you know... There's a, I don't want to be that tall, but I'd be like <laughs> up to the stratosphere. <laughs> Can you imagine trying to find tall. clothes? Um, <laughs> I'd be like, yes, I'm 600 feet tall. No, I would like to be 5'5", five, 5'6". Five, five, oh, so just yeah, like an inch not, or two taller. Yeah, no, I'm like 5'1". Mm-hmm. And if I put on shoes and I maybe get to 5'3", mm-hmm. but yeah, I'd want to be taller. Okay, that's, that's what I would do. I, I can resonate with that. Um, question five, if you could change one thing at point of rental, what would it be? Oh, hmm. Let's see. One thing. Well, we just got more PTO, so I can't really change that. Hmm. Although it's part of that change. That's Yay. cool. Um, I think I would bring back the happy hours and the lunches. Those were pretty cool. And I thought that was a great way to get people back into the office. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also make our offices a little more HR proof. So when I'm having conversations that mm. Ed's not over there banging on my wall saying, Sarah, keep it down. You know, or oh. I can't do his voice, but, you know, keep it oh. down. Or when Ryland used to sit over there, he'd be like, I can hear you. And I'm like, thanks for letting me know. I'll tone it down. Uh-huh. So I think I'd make our walls a little more HR proof or confidential proof or, right. I don't know, insulation in something. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's why I, I feel like that's something that we can talk to about. I, I think people in leadership know about that they and they've do. been working yeah. kind of on it. They but have, yep. it might be a good, good reminder. Yeah, absolutely. It's something that's actually possible to maybe implement in the future. Yay. Yes. Yay. Yay. There you go. And I will say we have the past couple of months started doing it to where we do one happy hour um, and one lunch a month is kind of what we're doing. Not as frequently as we did last year, but we are doing um, the second Thursday is happy hour and the, and the third, fourth, fourth Thursday of the month is lunch. So, well, I do appreciate yeah. when we do it. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's nice. But it'd be nice if we had it more often. It would, like every other week. Like you could alternate, like, you know, the second Thursday. Mm-hmm. And the fourth, I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. I'm not an event planner anymore. Those days are past. It's all good. <laughs> um, I, I oh, did used on. to have these in that little phone booth that Lathan and I were in. Oh, yeah. They were black. That's probably where the, but, oh. No, they were black, but they didn't stick very well. So you'd mm. be working and one would dunk, clunk you on the head. And Lathan would be like, are you okay? And I'm like, nope, we got another concussion. <laughs> oh, gosh. That work was fun. hazards. Okay. Well, yep. hopefully we'll find you a solution that does not decapitate you. There we go. What is your spirit spice? Cinnamon. Ooh, why is that? Because it's healthy for you. Hmm. So, and because, you know, it goes good in coffee. It goes good mm. in hot chocolate. Um, I, like when I do the pigs in the blanket, I always end up with more croissants than I do the little piggies that you put in them. Mm-hmm. Little smoked sausages. So I actually do a cinnamon and sugar on them and roll them up. 
And you can also put filling in there, like if you want to do a little apple pie, okay. you can do that. But um, So it just makes everything a little bit better. It makes it a little sweeter, and it's really good, oh. like I said, health-wise. It's good for, I want to say, your heart or your blood pressure or something. Okay. And you know, working at Point of Rental, some of you employees can make that blood pressure sore, so... <laughs> <laughs> just kidding or am I but um but yeah so and it's a sweet treat for the kids so when they want something sweet instead of giving them a cookie or a brownie right you know like well here's a little cinnamon sugar mini Pigs croissant and and yeah okay yeah my mom taught me that her mom used to do it so it's kind of like a third generation doing it oh that's fun yeah tell me a secret about point of rental I I can't. I have to keep things confidential. So <laughs> I cannot it. tell you a secret about point of rental. Okay. But I can tell you something funny. Okay. When Brian was so at our holiday party, he the was actual asking, Brian or Brian. Yeah, the actual been using Brian all this time. Scenarios. No, okay. <laughs> not that terrible Brian that is a combination of people who were not named Brian, ironically. Mm-hmm. This actual Brian in marketing Brian mm-hmm. was asking questions for the holiday party last year. Mm-hmm. And he was like, So I heard something about you stealing a car or something, and I was like how did you hear that? And it really wasn't a car. It was more like a golf cart. But, you know, that was fun. And so he's like, well, that's not actually the story I'm looking for, but we'll table that for later. And so that was a fun little thing. But um, my husband and I were at a wedding and, you know, we were... Were you invited to this wedding? Or I was. It's actually there? in the wedding okay. party. So, oh, okay. yeah, I've only crashed a couple of weddings okay. and this is not one of them. So. Um, but the ones that I have been invited to, we always leave with a statement. Um, <laughs> we actually were, it was late, we were tired, and it was at South Fork. And so there was a golf cart sitting there, and there were keys in it. No one was around it. And we had to take <laughs> stuff back to the bride and groom's oh, car. Yeah. So we're like, sweet. Well, then we started doing golf cart skiing, where you attach people to the back, and you drive as fast <laughs> as you can, and you do donuts. Uh-huh. So my husband commandeered a golf cart, and... I was hanging out yelling, go faster, go faster. <laughs> and when somebody finally came out, we're like, you got to catch us. <laughs> and so this poor guy was trying to catch us as we were going in donuts. Hmm. And finally, they threatened to call the cops. We're like, we yield. You can have it back. <laughs> I've also crashed a golf cart before. Yeah, there's been a lot of fun. But so anyways, just keep you away from rental. golf carts. Got it. Yeah. No, they're fun. They go really fast. No Maybe golf carts. Gravity is really weird. But so when Brian was asking about the holiday party, I'm like, how did you know about the golf cart? And he's uh-huh. like, not the story I was going for, but okay. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. How did you hear about the golf cart or the car? Or I have ways of hearing things. Okay. It does. Also, it was a while ago. I don't remember. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> that's <fair>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Sarah, so much for chatting today. It's been yes. a pleasure. Yes. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, send Sarah some love this week. Send her an email, maybe a gif of your favorite vat of chocolate or band or band yeah that'd probably be easier to find than a of chocolate <laughs> i did it with a bunch of willy wonka <laughs> <laughs> yes. i'm like that's not what i meant <laughs> nope <laughs> um just be epic and let her know that you care um and thanks for listening today we'll keep the porch light burning for you Did you cut it off before I started yelling into the microphone? No, you should totally have yay (laughs) at the end.